Hello, and welcome to another episode of Healing Through Pain, a podcast dedicated to the mission of walking people towards healing and health. In each new episode, we will discuss how to show up well for the responsibilities and opportunities that life sends our way. Here is your host, Stephanie West, a licensed practicing counselor in the state of Michigan, a teacher, and a professor who lives her life at the intersection of mental health and education. Thanks so much for following along. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to a new episode. So happy to end the year out on this podcast. So happy to end the year out on just a a big shout out to those who are doing the arduous work of working on healing. Those who are looking at where they've come from and have decided they want to change the trajectory. They want to shift what they're walking towards and the intentional effort that that takes. I want to use an extended metaphor today on this episode that I think is not only very digestible, but one that can give calm reassurance about the process of healing. And so when I was 13, I was delivering newspapers and I was walking across the street and I fell and I dislocated my knee. And when you're in your kind of formative years of growth, that type of injury is fairly common. But the bummer is once the knee is unintegrated, so once the joint area is compromised, it takes a really long time for the knee to recover fully and be more or less uncompromised. And so between ages 13 and 15, I actually dislocated the same knee on four separate occasions because it was now unintegrity. There was a wound there and certain events would unfold where it would just be re-injured. Now, the way it was in my story, you slap a brace on it, you move along, and there wasn't any rehab. I just kind of dealt with it. And you just assume the brace is doing its job and you let it heal and you're good to go. And ever since age 15, I really haven't had much of an issue with it. What was so interesting is a couple months ago, I was doing some squats during our workout and my coach looked at me and he said, hey, Steph, what's up with your right knee? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, have you ever injured it before? And I was like, no, what are you talking about? And he said, it's it's clearly compromised, but I can't tell what that might be from. And within a few minutes, when he came back around, I said, I used to actually dislocate that knee quite frequently, but you know, as far as I knew, it was all better. And he just kind of looked at me peculiar and, and said something to the effect of, it, it was off, it was abnormal. Now, I actually had a pretty significant response to that information. I cried the whole way home because it was something that had happened two decades ago, and there are residual issues today. It was destabilized 20 years ago, and we didn't do anything to rehabilitate it accurately, and I just adapted. I just kind of went forward and lived life and now have a moderately compromised knee that I need to go get checked out, and I'll have to come up with a plan, and I'll have to work that plan and spend time and intentional effort rehabilitating something that I didn't really even realize was a problem. So the core issue is this particular injury happened 20 years ago ago. And and it's had 20 years of now being used in a less than ideal way. It's kind of healed in a less than ideal way. And I have to do something differently if I expect it to rehabilitate. And this is such a tangible example of what actually happens with trauma. When things happen, we adjust. Our brains adjust. Our bodies adjust. And this is especially true when 
when no one walks with us through it and says, hey, this is what it looks like to heal. If no one walks with us, if no one takes me to rehab and no one diagnoses and no one helps me rehabilitate it, I just move on and our bodies and our brains adjust. When trauma happens, we wire for protection. So in the case of my knee, I found the least encumbered way to walk. And that's the rest of the story I adapted. And here I was 20 years later hearing that things are off and it hit me like a ton of bricks. And so that is something that with my clients, I walk through constantly. We look at a wound that happened 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago, some event, some environmental shift. And we look at it and say, wait, ever since that happened, something's been off. Had my knee rehabilitated right away, there probably wouldn't have been a coach telling me 20 years later, hey, Steph, something's off here. But how many of us have that in our stories where someone watches our behavior or someone watches our response to something and they look at us a little peculiar and they say, hey, something's off here. Because when trauma happens, how we see the world changes, how we navigate the world changes, how we self-protect changes. Our brains and our bodies wire to protect us and they're working for us, but often they're doing it in, in adaptations that aren't necessarily towards health. The whole goal is to just get us to survive, get us as least encumbered as possible, just help us make it through. And then here we are in our stories related to emotional wellness, related to relationships, recognizing, hey, not everything's going okay here. All is not well. I thought I had healed, but I didn't actually heal in a healthy way. I healed in a maladaptive way. It was just an adaptation. But what's so cool, once we label it and we say, hey, this was not ideal for me, this wound has shown up, we can readapt. That's the beauty of the process of healing is once we realize that whatever the function was of this particular behavior that we have, this particular self-protection that we have, once we realize we don't need that level of protection anymore, we can readapt. So when clients come in, I say it again and again, you're not broken. We are not fixing you. What we're doing is we're healing, but your brain was taking care of you. Your body was caring for you. It did what it could to get you through events as safely as possible. It was working on your behalf. Now that we know it, now that we see the residual issues, we get to make some decisions about what to do next, what to rehabilitate, how to rehabilitate. We're not broken. We've adapted. And so we get to adapt again, this time with our consent, this time with our intentionality. This time we get to have a say in it. We get to decide how to move forward. That is what is so empowering about diving in to the wounds of 5, 10, 15, 25 years ago. And we don't talk through it to say, someone did this to me. We look at it so we can say, my body did this for me. My brain wired to protect me. But I'm going to learn how to protect self now. I'm going to learn how to wire differently because I don't need this particular adaptation anymore. The context has changed. This level of protection is not necessarily applicable to my current context. So I'm allowed to readapt. Now, the second main point that's also been on repeat is this lamenting of, I don't know why I adapted this way. What happened to me is not so bad. Guys, my heart breaks when a client says that to me, when they gaslight themselves to say, yes, it hurt, but it shouldn't have hurt. Yes, there's residual pain, but there shouldn't be residual pain. Yes, I adapted, but I shouldn't have adapted because it's not that big of a deal. Comparative trauma is one of the biggest disservices we can do. Your story matters and my story matters. Your spouse's story matters. Your parents' stories matter. Your neighbor's stories matter. Your boss Boss's stories matter. Every one of us has a story. We all have stories and we all have adaptations, but not everyone is willing to deal with their adaptations. They just call it life and manage it or they fester and hemorrhage their sores on other people. 
But the truth that I'm about to say applies to all of us. If we expect to be the best versions of ourselves, if we expect to reach our potential, we have to address the wounds and we don't get to pretend they haven't affected us. Comparing others' stories to our stories has no place. What has happened to me, I have to process. Let's go back the last few weeks. I have to hold that pain. I have to grieve it. And what's happened to you, you have to process. You have to hold that pain. You have to grieve it. And whatever's happened to your spouse, they have to hold that pain. They have to process it. They have to grieve it. We can be with one another in that truth and entrust each person to hold their pain and allow each person to rehabilitate as they notice their residual damage and their adaptations. I sit on the other side of relationships so consistently where people tell me the supposed tos and the shoulds and that it's not supposed to hurt or this shouldn't matter. Your story is a big deal because it's your story and in your story, you've made adaptations. So we have to rehabilitate. Your pain does matter. Your wound is valid. Even if someone else's, relatively speaking, was worse than yours, it doesn't mean your rehabilitation doesn't have to happen. If someone has a broken leg and someone has a dislocated knee, both of them have to deal with it. And once we know about it, and once we identify the piece of us that is compromised, we are invited to, and I might even say we have the responsibility of, doing the work to readapt, doing the work to adjust towards health. We all have our stuff to process. Yours might not, quote, be so bad, end quote there. My knee, again, relatively speaking, not that big of a deal, except I still have to tend to it, minor or major. And focusing on someone else's journey does nothing to move me towards being a better version of myself, a healthier version of myself, a more healthfully adapted version of myself. What's so neat about me holding my pain and processing through it and choosing more healthy adaptations, I get to show others that they They can do it too. I can't do it for them, but I can certainly show them some options. And friends, that's why we do the work. This last few months, especially in my story, I've noticed some emotionally residual stuff showing up for me. So some core wounds being pressed on, specifically abandonment and rejection. Worries about being alone forever. Worries about, you know, pieces of my story that I want to move forward with actually being withheld by way of rejection. Spaces I want to be invited into that I don't know if it will happen. So I have to process. My fears are showing up. I will have to process them. And so what's really neat is my younger brother's coming over in the next couple days to help me hang up a punching bag. And it's going in my bedroom with me because I have some stuff to sort through. And so I will be landing haymakers. I don't even know that that's the right term. What is a haymaker? I actually don't know. But anyway, jabs and uppercuts and all the things. I will be doing that again and again and again to purge myself of some of the pain that's still showing up. And then when I'm not riding the emotional roller coaster, I'll use my thought patterns and reorganize them around who do I want to become? How do I want to behave? How do I want to respond? How do I readapt with choice this time? So I have some stuff to sort through and it's mine to hold and it's mine to sort through. And so I'm deciding how to do that. I'm deciding that healing matters because stuff happens and each one of us have adapted to whatever those things are in less than ideal ways. And so now there's work to do. Your stuff matters and needs to be rehabilitated. My hurts matter and they need to be rehabilitated. My knee certainly matters, and now I have the option of doing something about it because I understand it's not in ideal shape. So now I have a choice. I don't have to call the adaptation my reality. It is my invitation to do something about it. 
And this is a message I feel so passionately about. We are not broken. We have choices. This is a message I really want to get out there. If you're willing to share this, especially with people you know who are struggling, I would immensely appreciate it. What a gift at the end of 2022 to look at other people and say, your pain matters. Now let's do something about it. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. Please share this content with friends and family. Feel free to connect with Stephanie at healingthroughpain21 at gmail.com. Until next time, be well.